It's Tuesday, and this is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Let's go to Lisa in Charlotte, North Carolina. Lisa, what's going on? How can we help? Hi, good afternoon. Hope you guys are well. And also with you. Yeah, I am calling today to um, just get some insight from you, Dr. Delaney, on um, your thoughts of the current... I hate to say trend, but I question if it's a trend of prevalence to label teenagers with anxiety, specifically girls. So Um, do you have a particular story? Yeah, there you go. So what's going on in your home? Yeah, we've got a senior girl who had um, basically disappointment and sadness when they did not go back to school in the fall. And, you know, you acknowledge it and... I mean, how can you not? Mm-hmm. Um, but has developed into the point where she asked for counseling. So, okay, you go. And the counselors are very eager to label anxiety. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, we, you know, we question, is it, is it disappointment? Is it situational stress? Is it things that we view more as life moments? It's just life, yeah versus mental health label kind of thing. And it's interesting talking with other moms, the prevalence associated, whether it's stereotyping or are we not teaching our kids life moments? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted some insight on it and, and you know, how you, how you view that. Yeah. Lisa, you, um, oh, man, you, <laughs> You just made in one call, you pushed most every button I have, and I'm a pretty laid-back guy, and you pushed them all, so I'm going to just put it all out there. Ken, well, I am too. You and hop in at any point. Me over. I'm going to referee. I'll throw a flag if it gets out of hand. So here's right. the thing. A couple of different things. And I'm saying this, I've worked with thousands of high school and college kids over the last almost two decades, 16, 17 years. I don't even know how long. Um we have a culture that is over-pathologized discomfort. We are quick to label anything, like you mentioned, you said it perfectly, any life situation. So I'll give you an example. I can't tell you how many kids, freshmen, sophomore in college, would come into my office heartbroken, weeping, real, true, deep pain. It's real. It hurts. And they'd say, hey, I'm depressed. I've got anxiety. And I'd say, what's going on? And they'd say, well... My dad just moved out. My parents are getting divorced. My granddad died. And often I would say, thank you for sharing that. I don't want you to walk around saying you're depressed. You're sad. And you're supposed to be sad because your parents are getting divorced. Because you lost a, a dear grandparent. And so we are obsessed with putting a label on discomfort as though it's something we can... Um, anesthetize ourselves to that we have somehow figured out this perfect pain-free life it doesn't exist it's not real so i'm a hundred percent with you on that i think we over label kids i think kids who have been stuck at home and realized oh my gosh i'm not going back to school i can't see my friends i'm not going to get real human interaction absolutely it's devastating and we need to sit with them and not um not brush it off oh shake it off in my day that's not helpful right let let that those feelings be real and a year into sitting at home when right. our kids haven't seen anybody 
those anxiety alarms get louder and louder, right? Because these kids are disconnected. They're trying to learn in an environment. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy, they're, they're not safe. They're not connected. We've got parents who are fighting and yelling in the home, or they are trying to figure out how the, to navigate their own work situations and financial situation, all that. So the anxiety alarms are real. And then on top of all that, we've got a culture that says that the insurance companies drive these counseling sessions and say, if there's not a diagnostic, we're not helping you pay for this. So counselors, I my heart is for them, with them too. They are forced into a situation. This is psychologists and counselors and marriage and family therapists, social workers, everybody, that they don't get paid unless they give you a label. Have a label. Right? right. So everybody's hemmed in on this thing. And then there's a fourth complexity, which is sometimes it's helpful to name the dragon. Sometimes there is some peace looking at a kid saying, hey, you're not broken. Your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do when you find yourself alone and scared and frustrated and angry. It sounds the alarms, and that's what anxiety is. There is a time and a place for a quote-unquote anxiety diagnosis. I am real, real slow to do that. Real slow to do that. Every good counselor that I know is real slow to do that and is real open to talking through, especially in your situation where you've got a minor, that you should be involved in those conversations too. I am terrified of 20 years from now what it's going to look like with all these young people who have these medical charts, much of it digitized, with these mental health diagnostics when they try to go get a job, when they try to get health insurance, when they try to get um, life insurance, when they try to get f- military, so fill in the blank, right? So I'm with you. Um, what I'll tell you is this. Even with an anxiety diagnosis as a mom or a dad, unless I get some very clear guidance from a therapist that says, your kid's got some severe pathology, your kid is really struggling and it needs some um, intervention that's more than a regular counselor can offer, um, I'm going to handle it the same way. I'm going to be over-intentional about connecting with my kid. I'm going to be over-intentional about um, listening, walking alongside. Um, people laugh, and I get email after email about, I thought you were crazy, and this super works. Um, putting my hands on their, on their hands, on their face, looking them in the eye and making sure they know that I love them. Figuring out ways that I can, they can be around people their own age if we've got to do outside events depending on where we live um, or if we have to do them safely, whatever that looks like, but going out of our ways to curate connection with these kids because their anxiety alarms are real, uh, but I don't think it's a forever label that needs to be attached to them, right? Like a, like a tattoo, right? Ken, what do you think? Uh, I think that what you said is absolutely right, and I and I think that um, just like anything, if you go to a doctor, many times you'll get a second opinion, yep. and I think that parents need to feel okay sometimes trusting their guts. You know, we know from a lot of research that when somebody trusts their gut, it's actually their head as well, just some good old common sense, and as a parent, I've got three teens. There are times where I've had to sit with it for a little bit. Yep. And I go, wait a second, if I remove my emotions and I use my common sense, um, I'm going to give my kid a second opinion. I'm going to love on him. And I'll just mention this because this is how we roll at the Coleman House. I've found that the biggest breakthroughs come when we pray and we pray without ceasing and we just pray and we pray and we pray and we don't stop praying. Uh, I think that's the wonder drug. Well, I, I appreciate your heart, Lisa. Your kid's not well, a wimp. Your kid's not a yeah. weakling. She's going to be fine. And your kid's not broken forever either. Get her connected and stay connected.
Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.